Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. i 
sig kvar sig voj Vi har simmar sig kvar sig voj Halleluja, halleluja, eloika Vi är smikhov och voj Vi har simmar sig kvar sig voj Vi har simmar sig kvar sig voj Ahoj Danny, ahoj Danny Det var så J.M. in the A.M. We are in our uh, Sphera format, if you noticed, on a uh, Thursday morning broadcast here at J.M. in the A.M. Just finishing this uh, correspondence. Um... All right, there we go. Uh, Thursday morning on this April 30th, day number six in the month of ER, the year 5780, Tuf Shin Pei. Today is day number 21 in the counting of the Omer, day number 21. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. You can uh, feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. You heard the medley of Schar Mitzvah, Hinnani, and Ahalala that was done by 613. Adir, brand new from your Achmiel Begun of the Miami Boys Choir from their Yavo Acapella album. Hamalach from the Maccabees, a.k.a. Pella with Humacha, the Maccabees with Ma'avarech. Kedusha from 613 in Regesh with Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Thursday, 51 degrees here in New York, 90.1% humidity. Windsor East at 12 miles per hour. Showers today with a high of 61. Then tonight, rain and wind with a low of 56. Tomorrow, thunderstorms and a high, 68 degrees. 66 in Yerushalayim, 51 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Hope you're doing well during this eighth week of... uh, well, do we call it eight weeks or seven weeks? Because it's it's going to be the eighth Shabbos that we're in seclusion. But I guess to be fair to the government authorities that are uh, making these rules and uh, to whom we are complaining about these rules when one wants to complain about them. Um, I'm not saying we should complain. I'm just saying that, that those are the people you would complain to. Um, this would be the eighth Shabbos, but it's the official one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh full week. So it's seven weeks. This will be the eighth Shabbos. And of course, the holiday of Pesach 
And we are hoping and we are praying that we are uh, able to get back to a regular situation very, very soon. Meanwhile, I'm glad you're with us. Uh, feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. And um, and I thank you very much for tuning in. So yesterday was, was really a unique day. And by the way, I got to give a special shout-out to our friends at J-Drugs. A special sh- I have to. I have to give a special shout-out to our friends at J-Drugs, Larry and Ronnie Birnbaum. I, I took notes before yesterday's show about things I have to remember to say on the air during our Yamatsmut special, and I got to most of them, and, and there were so many more, by the way, that I thought of afterwards. It's it just so many things have to be included because it, it is such a community-wide incredible celebration. And I forgot to mention that I am sure, even without going to Brooklyn, which I'm not doing now because you know we're not going anywhere, <laughs> Even without going to Brooklyn to see it with my own eyes, I am sure the Israeli flag was flying high on Avenue J yesterday, courtesy of our friends uh, uh, Ronnie and Larry Birnbaum and their J-Drugs family on Avenue J. So a special salute, a special belated Chag Ha'atzmaut Sameach, and a, a special good morning to some really, really special people. I remember when we did the show on Hanukkah from uh, from Jay Drugs. We had such a fun time that afternoon uh, during the live lunch, and we th- and we met so many neighbors. People, listeners of mine, are still talking about some of the neighbors of Jay Drugs that we that were on the air with us that day. And every one of them was telling us about the Chesed generosity and incredible community mindedness of the Burnbaums. And um, and that's what they are. And and during this time. You know, you know how pharmacies are being kept very busy at this time. So even with all that, I bet they remembered to put the flag out and enjoy Yom Ha'atzmaut uh, in that way. So to Larry and Ronnie, again, a belated Chag Ha'atzmaut Sameach, and, um, and thanks for being there. Thanks for being there to promote the miracle of the state of Israel. So yesterday uh, we had we had an amazing special. Oh, and by the way, there are, there are people demanding that I show the Herzl the Herzl doll up close. So I'll try to do it during the thread today. If you don't if you don't subscribe to our thread, uh, just email Avrami and he'll put you on the list and you'll get it every day. It's a very very short video, and today I'm going to try to uh, include Herzl. <laughs> um, it's a very short video that that goes out every day. Uh, you'll find it on social media also. You, you can email Avrami if you want to be on the list, af at nachomsegel.com, af uh, for Avrami Finkelstein at nachomsegel.com. So yesterday we did something unique. We literally, and we don't do this, and I did it because Avi Fryer is a reliable old friend. Uh, I literally turned over an hour of this network to him in order to, and this was the point. W- what they did was down in Hollywood, Florida, they had a... Um, a Hollywood epic car parade for Yom Ha'atzma'ud. They wanted people to decorate their cars, to uh, to honk their horns, and salute Israel. And uh, it went on for, for God knows what distance. I mean, I, I, at, at one point I heard, obviously, nine blocks, ten blocks. I mean, we're talking about a lot, a lot, like hundreds of cars. And what happened was uh, they were instructed, the drivers, to tune into the Nahum Siegel Network, they would hear uh, Avi with the great music for Yamatsmud and, of course, all the shout-outs and messages and instructions, if there were any, et cetera, et cetera. And it was a really, really cool and amazing concept. 
Uh, they made me the virtual uh, grand marshal or the virtual marshal, which was really nice. <laughs> he actually let me start the parade for everybody, which was really cool. Um, so a big shout out to the browser, uh, Maimonides Academy, to the young Israel of Hollywood, to Rabbi Freiberg, or Rabbi Weinstock, or Rabbi Davis, of course, um, to Rabbi Yoni Fine. Rabbi Fine left such a beautiful message on the app yesterday uh, as we were doing our Yom Atzmaut special. Rabbi Fine, uh, the head of school down there in browser. Um, let me just see if I can find it for a moment. Hello from Rabbi Fine, head of school at BMA in Hollywood. Can't wait for the parade. I worked with Ray Winkler, and he's a special one-of-a-kind educator. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for lightening up our day. And I thought that was a beautiful message, and I thank him very, very much. And, of course, Rabbi Yoni Fine was was part of the parade. I heard his, uh, his uh, soundbite. There were many, many great soundbites from uh, rabbis, government officials, community leaders, etc., Special hello to Rabbi Ellie Zion. Special hello to Ellie Hagler, who's actually going to join us later on. And a special hello to listener Sina, who uh, wasn't able to hear or or partake in the entire. Sina's obviously not in Hollywood. She's in North Miami Beach. But uh, she was going to be tuned in, wasn't able to tune into the whole thing. But she knows that we acknowledged her during this show. So a big shout out to everybody. Then Avi said to me last night, you know, there are a lot of shout outs we, we didn't get to. I said, well, send it to us and we'll... Uh, well, shout out to Hollywood, Florida, you know, at, the, at different points during the Thursday morning, JM and the AM. So shout outs that they ran out of time for include the students from the Jewish Cooperative School, Kayla Hoisman, Sam and Arlene Lasko. Wow, haven't heard the name of Sam and Arlene Lasko in a long time. Greetings, Sam and Arlene. Uh, Sam and Arlene maintained they were the oldest ones in the parade. Um, <laughs> Avi writes, anybody who wants to dispute that, please use the comments area on the Nahum Single Network app. Shout out to Max Kenigsberg. Uh, oh, Avi gave a shout out to Max Kenigsberg when his dad sent a picture of him dancing on the roof of their car. And Avi said on the air that he hoped the car wasn't moving at the time. And now he has found out that it was moving at the time. So he wanted to mention that. And people who were standing outside giving treats to people as they passed in their cars using a six foot pole, of course. And who Avi was supposed to thank but ran out of time include Mutti and Aliza Shore, Michelle and Aaron Moses, Susie and Josh Loberfeld, Lauren and Joel Burley, uh, Sharon and Mo Brandt, Mo Levy, Dr. Joseph and Natalie Dion. And sponsors who came in after the flyer was made um, uh, include the Hollywood Oral Surgery, Sharon Brandt, hashtag best agent, and Dr. David Kenigsberg. So a lot of people, and by the way, this is in addition to all of yesterday's shout-outs that happened during the actual show. So to everybody down in Hollywood, thank you. Thank you for making part us part of your Hollywood epic car parade in honor of Yom HaTzmaut. Thursday morning, JM and the AM on day 21 of the Counting of the Omer. We are in our Sphere format, as you know. Uh, we have a lot of special guests coming up, including Ellie Hagler from down in Florida and including Charlie Harari, who's going to join us just before the start of his show at about 20 minutes before 9 o'clock this morning here at JMNAM. We look forward to that. Brand new Miami from their latest a cappella album. You are listening to JM in the AM.
Have mercy on your children who love you so dear. It's you whom they fear. Sing your praises everywhere. Bless them with a healthy life without war or strife. We know who we are, your shining star.
Ben Davida, 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 
A uh, a Hasidus medley done by Yussi Goldstein, a cappella style here at JM in the AM. Uh, I guess we'll call that a Hasidic medley. Uh, before that, you heard uh, Miami brand new with Yavo off of the Yavo a cappella album. The Maccabees had Marabu, Me'ima Shem was from Miami. 613 had that uh, wonderful medley, and this is a Thursday morning JM in the AM at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com and the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Got our news from Israel coming up, Galitzal. We'll do that in a second. Big shout-out to everybody down in Hollywood, Florida, who was part of the Hollywood Epic Car Parade yesterday. We'll do more of those messages a little later on. It's day 21 in the counting of the Omer. That's three weeks. Day 21. We're four weeks away. Four weeks from tonight is the holiday of Shavuos. Let's make it a good month ahead. A good month of transition, hopefully, in this month of May and during the next four weeks before Shavuos. Transitioning from this situation to hopefully as back to normal as possible. Make it a successful month. We have Lagba Omer coming up. We have Yom Yerushalayim coming up. Pesach Sheni a week from tomorrow. Lots happening uh, in the next few weeks. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a uh, Thursday is next. Boker Tov from Jam Dam. Galitzal, Amir Ushalayim, Asha'a 2, Shalom Rav, Kan Rani Avnai, Ima Shekore Achshav. תוצאות הביניים של דוח מכון גרטנר, ילדים נדבקים פחות בקורונה, מדבקים במידה שווה. חשף את הפרטים כתבנו לענייני בריאות מאיר מרציאנו. מדוח של מכון המחקר שנערך לבקשת משרד הבריאות כדי לבחון האם ניתן להחזיר את הילדים לבתי הספר, עולה כי ילדים נדבקים פחות, אך מדבקים באופן דומה בהשוואה לאוכלוסייה הכללית. המסקנה כרגע כי יש להיזהר עם החזרה ללימודים. עם זאת מדובר עדיין בתוצאות שאינן סופיות. משרד הבריאות החליט, אזרחים מעל לגיל 67 יורשו לחזור לעבודה בקרוב. פרסמה לראשונה כתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסרף וולברג. משרד הבריאות מתכוון לבטל את ההוראה לפי האסור להסיק בני 67 ומעלה. על פי ההתכתבות הפנימית שהגיעה לידי גלי צהל, בכיר במשרד הודיע כי הם לא עומדים מאחורי החיוב, והם יהפכו את הדרישה להמלצה בלבד. 
בג"ץ קבע, לבתי חולים אסור למנוע הכנסת חמץ בפסח. מדווח כתבנו לענייני משפט, יובל הראל. לפי החלטת השופטים, אין לבתי החולים סמכות לאסור על הכנסת חמץ לשטחם בחג הפסח. כמו כן, למאבטחים אסור לחפש מזון בתיקים, או בכלל לפנות בכל הערה או הנחיה בנוגע להכנסת מזון במהלך החג. השר בצלאל סמוטריץ' תקף את השופטים וכתב, בג"ץ ממשיך לחרב את עקרונות המדינה היהודית. ולהשליט עליה עקרונות מטורללים בצורה לא דמוקרטית ובחוסר סמכות. משרד הביטחון מפרסם את רכש הציוד הרפואי שביצע עד כה במסגרת משבר קורונה. כתבנו הצבאי צחי דבוש. 61 מיליון מסכות כירורגיות, 930 אלף מסכות N95, מיליון מטושים ו-811 מכונות הנשמה. אלה עיקרי הציוד שנרכש. עד הקיץ יספק משרד הביטחון עוד יותר מאלף מכונות הנשמה לבתי החולים. את מבצע הרכש הוביל שר הביטחון נפתלי בנט. עד עתה בוצעו למעלה משלושים טיסות מטען של משרד הביטחון ממדינות בכל העולם. מובלעה הצופר שבערבה התיכונה תימסר היום סופית לידיים ירדניות. בעוד ארבע שעות ינהל השער, וחקלאים ישראלים לא יורשו לאבד את אדמות המובלעת בפעם הראשונה מאז עלו לקרקע לפני שלושים ושמונה שנים. הדיאט רוג, חקלאית במושב, סיפרה לאפי בן אברהם וגל גבאי על התחושות הקשות. זה גם עצוב להשאיר מאחור ולפרק את כל מה שבנינו ועשינו, אבל בעיקר זה משאיר אותנו באי ודאות מאוד גדולה לגבי מה יהיה איתנו הלאה. אנחנו התרענו בפני כל מי שהיה מוכן לשמוע, ואמרנו חבר'ה, אין פה שטחים חלופיים. ייקחו לנו את השטחים האלה, לא יהיה לנו איפה לגדל, לא יהיה לנו ממה להתפרנס. כתבנו לעניינים ערביים ג'קי חוגי מוסר כי 39 חקלאים איבדו את המובלעת, כולם ממושב צופר הסמוך. מובלעת נהריים כבר הושבה על ידי ירדן לפני חצי שנה. מזג האוויר, עלייה בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
J.M. in the A.M., that is a uh, selection from Yehuda, uh, from, uh, that's a selection from uh, Ariel Yehudai, that's who it is, Ariel Yehudai, Ta'irli Derech is the name of that one. Ari Goldweig, Hadani Mamin, you heard Anim Zmirot from uh, Leif Tahar in 613 with that Shabbos feeling opening up that set. J.M. in the A.M. Thursday on this April 30th, the 6th of ER, day 21 in the counting of the Omer. Good morning, everybody. Three weeks. Day number 21 in the counting of the Omer Shavu is four weeks from tonight. But as I said before, I was saying this before the news uh, grabbed us. Uh, we have a big month coming up, hopefully a month, meaning this month of May, which starts tomorrow, That will and, and this month of four weeks between now and Shavuos, where hopefully we're going to transition from the times that we're in to more normal times, hopefully. And we have, uh, we have Pesach Sheni, we have Bahab starting Monday. Pesach Sheni next Friday, Lagba Omer on the 12th of May, uh, Yom Yushalayim coming up on um, Friday, May 22nd, and then, of course, a Memorial Day and Shavuos in the same week. So we're hoping that it'll be a, uh, a period of time where we do transition to more normal, more normal time, so to speak. Uh, I had said earlier that this is the eighth Shabbos, the seventh complete week and the eighth Shabbos that we are now 
in this uh, situation of isolation. So about 50 days um, here in the U.S. I know it's longer in, for our friends in Europe and other places. But hopefully we will continue to, um, to get back to normal as soon as possible. I want to uh, thank those who are supporting us. Uh, we continue to get donations to our 2020 fundraiser, and I cannot thank you enough, everybody who's participating, uh, at fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Remember, it's a great way to commemorate a yard site uh, by sponsoring the words of Rabbi Goldwasser and Rabbi Yudin. All the information is at fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Go to Sponsorship Opportunities, fjbunity.org. Go to Sponsorship Opportunities. And I thank you very, 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 very much. A lot of people understand the need for this community that we have through NSN, and it's much appreciated. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage in Delhi is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at Better Kosher Supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. Uh, I noticed on the app someone had commented about about Zoom. Uh, we are not going to be Zooming our live lunch in the middle part of Sphera. We didn't feel that was appropriate with the um, middle part of Sphera here. Uh, in fact, uh, Mark Zamek is not doing a new Erev Shabbos show until uh, after Lag Bomer as well, which is the tradition. So it'll be a couple of weeks uh, without it. Um so we are not going to be Zooming today. Our plan is to uh, do a Zoom live lunch uh, two weeks from today on the 14th of May, which will be after Lag Bomer, and we can really get back into the music and have a little bit of fun. So that's our intention, and I apologize for those who are expecting a Zoom live lunch today or next week, uh, but we'll be doing it again the 14th of May, Bezrat Hashem. And... Um, and I thank you. I thank everybody for the enthusiasm behind those Zoom live lunches. It's much appreciated, to say the least. So yesterday, uh, we mentioned that um, Avi Fryer during the Young Israel of uh, Hollywood and Browser Maimonides Academy, uh, Hollywood, Florida, epic car parade in honor of Yom Ha'atzmaut, and a big shout-out to the Browser Miami, uh, Browser, Brow- I keep saying that, Browser Maimonides Academy and Rabbi Yoni Fine. Um, a big shout out to Rabbi Freiberg, Rabbi Weinstock, Rabbi Davis, uh, to Rabbi Ellie Zions, to Ellie Hagler, who's going to join us later on. It was really an epic car parade led by uh, Avi Fryer from his home, uh, but through our network, which was really cool. And he did a lot of shout outs, but he ran out of time for some of them, including, <coughs> excuse me, uh, including the um, shout outs to the students from the Jewish Cooperative School. Kayla Hoisman, Sam and Arlene Lasko, who maintain they were the oldest ones in the parade, and anybody who wants to dispute that can log on to our app and comment on the NSN app. Uh, Max Kennigsberg got a shout-out when his dad sent Avi a picture of him dancing on the roof of their car. Avi said on the air he hoped the car wasn't moving at the time. Well, we found out it was. <laughs> I, I hope everybody was safe and sound. Um, people who were standing outside giving treats to people as they passed in their cars using a six-foot pole, of course, and who Avi was supposed to thank but ran out of time include Mutti and Aliza Shore, <clears throat> excuse me, Mutti and Aliza Shore, Michelle and Aaron Moses, Susie and Josh Loberfeld, Lauren and Joel Burley, 
Sharon and Mo Brandt, Mo Levy and Dr. Joseph and Natalie Dion. And sponsors who came on after the flyer was made include the Hollywood Oral Surgery, Sharon Brandt, hashtag best agent, and Dr. David Kenigsberg. So a big yes to everybody. And then on the app this morning, I got a message from Anita. Was so sorry last night to miss the BMA parade. It was 11.30 p.m. here in Israel. We went to Facebook Live thinking we could see it there instead of just listening on the app. Uh, are there any photos? And that's something I'll have to forward to uh, Avi to find out if there are photos of the parade that he's either sharing. I would assume that the, that the websites and social media of both the school and shul are sharing photos, I, I would suspect. Uh, but certainly we'll pass that message along. Day 21 in the counting of the Omer. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Much appreciated. Oh, we have a um, we have a belated uh, birthday wish. Just give me a second here. I apologize. We have a belated birthday wish. Um, let's see if I can get this here. Yeah, here it is. Uh, the birthday was back on the 29th of April, so that's yesterday. <clears throat> Excuse me. The birthday was on the 29th of April, but unfortunately, I just um, was made aware of it now, was made aware of it overnight. So um, here's what the the message says. Good morning. My grandmother's 70th birthday is today. She is your biggest fan. She is locked up at home. Can you please send her a happy birthday? Her name is Chaya. Thanks a million. And that came from listener. Do we even have a... Um, it doesn't even say a... Uh, That's funny. I don't even have here like the first name of the listener who sent it. But anyway, I'm going to turn this into a positive. 70-year-old Chaya, and boy, do I appreciate you being a great fan. Thank you so much. 70-year-old Chaya, we have just turned your birthday celebration, your one-day birthday celebration, into a two-day birthday celebration because the birthday was yesterday on the 29th, but we get to wish you a belated happy birthday today. So again, you're... Uh, your grandchild has let us know that you are celebrating your 70th birthday this week, that you're our biggest fan, that unfortunately, like all of us, you're isolated at this time. But we are taking this opportunity, Chaya, to wish you a very, very happy birthday. So happy birthday, Chaya, from all of us here at JM in the AM. I also have one of uh, listener Cena's old announcements, and I say it that way because it's my fault. <laughs> I was supposed to announce this, I think, last Friday. <laughs> And and I still haven't gotten to it with our Yomazi Corona Yamatsumut specials, but hopefully I'll do it later on. Once I know that Scene is listening, I think that's when I'll do it. Once I'm convinced that she's out there and uh, tuned in. Uh Charlie Harari joins us later on. Ellie Hagler later on from down in Hollywood, Florida. And um and we have other guests coming up as well in the seven o'clock hour. It's all coming up here at JMM. And again, a shout out to our Bayoni Fine head of school down at, um, at Browser Maimonides Academy, left us a beautiful message during our Yamat Smoot presentation yesterday, and I thank him for that very, very much. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zevben Rabbi and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Rabbi Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in the Talmud, Sonei, what is the idea of a person that hates? It refers 
to someone who out of hatred doesn't speak to another individual for three days. Omru lo. So they said to him, Lo nechshedu Yisrael al kach. B'nei Yisrael were never suspected of this. The Zerashimshan asked the question, why is it that B'nei Yisrael are not suspected of this particular Avera, this sin of sinna, of hate? Why is it that there's a specific reference for three days? How about if less than three days elapsed? The Zerashimshan explains that before every tefillah, before we pray, we are supposed to accept upon ourselves the mitzvah of Avas Yisrael, of loving everyone. If so, so then it's impossible that a person can hate their friend, because then his tefillos, his prayers, wouldn't be accepted. Who in the world would want that their prayer should not be accepted by heaven? Therefore, Klal Yisrael was never suspected of the sin of sinna, of hate. What is the period of three days? The Talmud tells us something very interesting. A person that returns from an arduous journey should not pray for three days. Why? His mind isn't settled. The Shulchan Aruch comments that this ruling is not Nogea in our times. The reason is, is because even today, we don't pray sometimes with a lot of feeling in kavanah. Since the maximum time that's conceivable that a person could go without praying was three days, that's the period of time that he would have been prevented from accepting upon himself the mitzvah That's why we're not choshed. We don't suspect that a person would not talk to their friends for three days or more. The reason is because a person would never go that long without praying. Prayer is an integral part of our lives. It says in the Medrash, there are some people that when they pray, they are answered immediately. Some people are answered after a hundred tefillos. There are some people that are answered after a thousand. But the main idea is never ever to give up to continue to pray with hope in our heart. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Sal
J.M. in the A.M. with Schlock Rock off of Schlock Appella. Yeah, no joke. He's got an album called Schlock Appella. <laughs> Lenny's amazing. Day 21 in the counting of the Omer. J.M. in the A.M. before that beat the home with Aishas Heil. Here on a J.M. in the A.M. Uh, Thursday morning. By the way, lots of great new programming today, including a brand new show by uh, Miriam L. Wallach on That's Life coming up at 1030 Eastern Time. Uh, Raina Butler of the Woodmere Fitness Club will join uh, Miriam. Um, they'll talk about, you know, what to do at home with the family during the uh, during the current situation when it comes to fitness, etc. Uh, also, she'll speak with Kim Kassar. Our good friend Kim is Executive Vice President of Marketing at Keiko, and they have a big kids contest coming up. So I suggest... Uh, adults and kids, tune in at 10.30. You'll hear a lot of interesting tips about fitness at home during this time and uh, a new kids contest being announced by Keiko, which would be maybe of even more interest than usual because of um, because of the corona situation and you're just looking for something to participate in. That could be a great contest to participate in. JM and the AM, uh, the Orthodox Jewish Athlete Virtual Summit is happening on May the 3rd, this coming Sunday, beginning at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. For the first time ever, Jewish Inspiration Foundation has amassed the top Orthodox Jewish athletes to inspire and help others. It'll be live on Zoom slash com. They'll share tips on how to stay physically and mentally healthy at home. There is a Zoom ID for this, which we'll give you toward the end of the conversation for this coming Sunday at 1 o'clock. It will include elite marathoner and Olympian chaser B.D. Deitch, our good friend Speedy B.D. It'll include the Jewish Jordan pro basketball player, our good friend Tamir Goodman. It'll include Olympic skeleton athlete and Israeli bobsledder A.J. Edelman. And it'll include million-dollar million dollar mile winner, elite Spartan racer, ninja competitor Michael Newman who is with us live via telephone on this Thursday morning. Michael, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much for having me. How is, how is everyone doing? Everyone's doing great. When, when was it that I, that I saw the ninja competition? What month of what year were you a competitor in that, uh, in that uh, in national television show? So on Million Dollar Mile, on LeBron James' show CBS this summer, it came out when I beat um, ZJ Jones. Uh, for $25,000, he's a pro athlete, and, uh, you know, uh, thank goodness he was able to, uh, to edge him out by, like, four seconds and be able to uh, inspire and, from that, be able to, uh, you know, really do amazing things and, and give back to others. And, and uh, you know, it was a, a wonderful, wonderful time, I think, for also for you Jews to see uh, Yamaka take down a, a pro athlete. Uh, to say the least, I mean, <laughs> I'm 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 stunned just re- just remembering that because what an incredible sight that is to see someone with a yarmulke, frankly, take down anybody on na- national television, <laughs> but a pro athlete certainly. Where are you from? What neighborhood are you from? Uh, did you have the traditional uh, Jewish education that we, as we refer to it in the yeshiva league, would have had? Uh, what is your background? Tell us, please. 
My my background is you know uh, uh, Orthodox you know Yeshivish you know, type of uh, upbringing in Miami Beach you know wonderful community and where did you go where did you where did you go to high school? So I I I I, I, I was actually um, homeschooled. Oh, cool! For, for, Interesting. You know, had had uh, my mother was a teacher and loved the idea, and then I uh, you know um, you know did that, and then I went to Yeshiva in Mountaindale. Yeshiva and the Catskills. Oh, we know we know we know Mattendale <laughs> oh, very yeah. well. Home of home 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 of the uh, yeah. ca- home of the Catskill Cougars at one time, and, <laughs> and home of the Sullivan County Mountain Lions at one time in, my, in minor league baseball. <laughs> now, as a home buddy, and obviously you know homeschooled means that your teenage years are e- even though it doesn't mean you're an introvert, but it does mean you're spending more time at home than the average kid did, did that, that help your training and help you get mentally and physically prepared for this type of you know aspect of your career or or did this happen much later than that well i think for every single i think for a lot of kids right sports is the is very intriguing it's a wonderful aspect of life right it's we all enjoy sports it's you know we take away the the, the talking the political stuff and you just get to compete and experience you know, and, and be in the in the moment. And I think, you know, for any kid, you know, uh, especially Orthodox, you know, we have the challenges that these are all played on uh, Shabbos and we don't get to pursue that. And as you said, it's not very much in our culture. My rabbi, uh, one of my rabbim, uh, uh, told me, you know, hey, when I wanted to, you know, do athletics and stuff, he's like, listen, you know, Jews, we don't, we don't do that. We train the mind. Uh, we don't train the body. We learn our values, our Torah, our values, our family, learning, growing, helping others. And I don't disagree with that. It's a very good point, you know, and we have to be able to focus. And the challenge, I think, of a lot of Orthodox athletes is being able to balance the uh, ability to take Hashem into your life, to keep the core values as, you know, uh, Hashem and growing and be able to connect with Hashem because athletics does take a massive amount of, you know, uh, your identity and your commitment and such, and you have to be able to balance that like anything in life and to, to keep your core values. And once you do that, you can even make a greater impact if you bring Hashem with you. And, 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 I, and, I, and I think every athlete, uh, Bidi, Tamir, AJ, I think all of them that are on this panel Sunday would 100% agree with you. Yeah, and, and what a wonderful opportunity, I think, you know, to take – these people who have such an amazing, I think, balance, such a, a wonderful insight to life. I mean, all all those guys, you know, Bidi, uh, Tamir, AJ, they all have wonderful, you know, uh, outlook on life, a very unique one. And what a wonderful opportunity for yeshiva kids, for, you know, even adults, for people to ask their questions, to, you know, get healthy and fit, but to, you know, have that opportunity to, to pick some people's brains on, you know, such a, you know, a, a, a nerve-wracking time. We have to be very, we have to, we have to be very calm in these times. Take deep breaths and and uh, really stay positive. Michael and Newman. So hopefully, this will inspire. Michael Newman is with us. Um, the um, you're in your mid twenties. Um, yes. What type of reaction did you get from the Orthodox community, and specifically, of course, I'm thinking of the kids. You know, I'm thinking of those between you know three and eighteen. Uh, from the kids down in Miami to the whole thing, and and have you gotten a lot of international reaction from kids? So so when I when I competed on the show, um, one of my I'm just so pr- I'm so happy with it, you know that that I was able to inspire. I went and spoke around the country, and 
you know, it, it was just, you know, I, to see really even five-year-olds and eight-year-olds and 10-year-olds, you know, if I, I, I say to myself, if I was 10 years old, I really would have wanted to see someone go on TV or whatever sport and compete because I, I'm obsessed with sports. I love sports, and it would have really inspired me. And, you know, uh, the reason it would have, uh, you know, uh, and, and I don't go into yeshivas and I don't go into schools and say, Pina. that's not the point. The point is, is that we're in a different age where Judaism is a, is a wonderful thing. We don't want to create robots. We're not trying to create robots. We're trying to say, go after your passions. Look at Judaism in a light where you can impact the world with Hashem, build a relationship. So when I go into these yeshivas and these places and you see a guy who, with a yarmulke who's strong, who was able to do this, uh, you know, you get a reaction of, you know, people very excited and feeling, not even, you know, feeling proud. And that's a wonderful thing to give over to, to people. And I think we can all do that in some way, whether it's one person at a time or in our individual community or just with our friends. You know, in this yeah. time, we have wonderful opportunities to inspire. Text well, somebody today. Well, we Text somebody to say I love you, you we, know? We certainly agree with you on that. Um how, how look we many of us are familiar and by the way I'm also as most people know very very into sports and my boys are very very into sports and I don't know we are feeling not not that we you know not not that it's a major priority in our lives because they're money more, more important things but we are feeling this void and I'm sure you're feeling it as well because uh spectator sports is a is you know a, a really wonderful outlet as is participatory sports and both are really challenging right now it's wonderful. I mean, I just watched bullfighting live. <laughs> <laughs> what was the most okay, outrageous? That's, that's... I'm trying to think what the most. Uh, yeah, we did a bowling one. We had we were watching a bowling tournament. I think from like three years ago. <laughs> that, that really, they, that... they had the, they had the bullfighting. They had the bull riding live, right? And I watched it. That's the state we're in right now. Okay, I'm desperate. <laughs> I even watched. I, I even watched two guys play uh, Madden football on ESPN last Sunday. Oh my like, god! Like, like that's how crazy it's getting. I, I was upset at myself for being so happy with the show, frankly. How much better are you? Look, there are a lot of, 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 of young people in our community who are in great shape. I mean, you know, everyone knows people in their neighborhood, their school, etc. You know, kids uh, between, I don't know, in their teenage years and much later who are really into fitness and are very careful about, you know, running marathons and, and weightlifting, etc. How much better... Uh, or more fit do you have to be than that average person in our community who's that dedicated? Do you have to be completely off the charts compared to them? It's, and, and, I, and I think this is a wonderful point, and I hope I, it will be made, and it's a great question you know, for the panel and such. I just spoke about it uh, yesterday on, uh, on a talk. Um, you know, a lot of people think it's commitment, and it's, you know, the next level to, to break that ceiling of, of sports. Um, I, I very much do believe that it's a very big mental component. I do believe it's a mindset of overcoming obstacle course racing. Spartan racing teaches you that. You know, when I go and speak, I am very shocked to hear that a lot of kids, when I give them an impossible scenario to, you know, uh, climb over a 10-foot wall, that the first reaction is to give up. You know, we our generation, any resistance to our goals, we kind of give up. And so... You know, this, this concept, we have to be able to, uh, if you want to get to the next level in sports, in anything, in learning, in, in your relationship with others, you have to, the, the mindset has to, has to be right. You so know, it's, it's, in my opinion, I very much believe to get to the next level in athletics, you also have to have a very composed, 
certain concept to how you see life. It's funny because I remember my basketball coach would say to us, you know who's going to get the rebound? The guy on the court who wants it the most. Right. And, 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 and therefore, you would say to me in front of all these people that you may not have been in good as shape as the athlete you beat but you may have wanted it more and i'm not trying to uh, obviously i'm not trying to degrade your 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 uh, you know physique but you don't know you don't know who was in better shape but it's very possible you just wanted it more right that's and and that's the point and by the way in in torah and in you know and in our jewish culture sports and athletics is a fantastic wonderful outlet yeah. i mean my uh, my rev uh, you know rabbi rothenberg that's all you know uh, i loved basketball you know, he, he. I think he played in. Uh, I think he played in Madison Square Garden when he was younger. You know, right. uh, whatever. And here he was as this rub, and he would connect with. He would have a game to get. He would go to a basketball court and say to you guys uh, and, and and challenge them and say, if I beat you in a one-on-one basketball game, you'll join my yeshiva. <laughs> and he would connect with. It was he's a wonderful. He was a wonderful person, and he would connect with. Guys. And so we have to also realize that sports and athletics is a very wonderful outlet. Yep. And it's, it teaches a lot of lessons, and, and it's, it's very tough right now in this time when all of our outlets and things are taken away. And that's you know when we do have to very much look toward Hashem and very much realize the bigger picture and, and stay composed and you know use, use the ability to really you know look for other things you know uh, which is whatever those passions are you know? what what's the next yeah. what's the next goal do you have another uh, tv show coming up or anything like that well, i can't specifically say but in the future i i, I will i will be on a on a tv show and 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 what and what and what is the reaction to your yamaka you know tell me what you're on that set you're obviously spending a lot of time there Tell me, you know, I mean, good, bad, indifferent. What was the what was the reaction to the fact that you're an Orthodox Jew? And I'm sure people, many people, I'm sure, were shocked to see an Orthodox Jew with your physique. What what, what was the reaction? I, I I get it all the time in Spartan racing. You know, these are guys who are you know the the the, 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 the strong guys, right? Spartan racing you have to be strong and fast. Tattoos, ponytails. I mean, these guys are are the, the coolest dudes, you know, and. They, and then when I, I line up next to them on an elite Spartan race, I get stares, like literally constant stares. And I always think, like, am I doing something wrong? Like, did, like do I not have, like, my shirt, you know, like, like my pants on or something? Like, what's going, you know? And uh, it's the fact that I have the Yamaka on, and you get people just very surprised. I got people, uh, four or five people during my racing uh, career, I guess, um, who said, like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but, I'm, uh, you know, I, I don't mean to be a racist, but I didn't think Orthodox people could do this. And so it's breaking down the, the so, concept. And so, then, so the stairs, well so, so the yeah. stairs were not hateful stairs; they were surprising stairs. Correct. I think it's breaking down a stigma, a narrative that people do have of Jews. And I love running with my yarmulke, and I love being able to show people while, while I'm smiling from competitions that you know, check check your manipulations, check your perspective of what you have of people. And, you know, make your own decision based off of your own information. Uh, and then also, just to answer the question of what's really next, is honestly to inspire and help people through the foundation. Uh, we're taking kids with physical challenges through a Spartan race. Partner, you know, we're doing a lot of partners, but with the High Lifeline kids here in Miami. And, you know, it changes lives. This program is able to, you know, take people in the community, train them to help, you know, kids, who uh, uh, you know go through hell and back, 
and, you know, they're helping them through a Spartan race. But what you don't understand is they help you. I helped a, I helped a kid who was blind in uh, Cam Simcoff, got so motivated and so inspired by him. Here I am thinking I'm helping him. And then I actually did something crazy, and I blindfolded myself to know what he would feel like, and I ran an actual Spartan race. Well, oh, my gosh. Me, You're not serious. Four and a half hours. To give you a comparison, when I competed in the morning, it was 48 minutes. There you you really you really are crazy. You really are crazy. Yeah. I'll tell you. Yes. I put, you know something? If you call pushing yourself to the brink to where you can start to learn how to grow, to grow then I'm crazy. Look, I, no greater admirer of yours than me. You're in my Jewish heroes category, along with all the other panelists this coming Sunday, and I... I love when people, you know, they, they people in our community stare at me in a strange way when I say people like you are Jewish heroes. But the reality, as far as I'm concerned, is that you are. Uh, anybody who wants information about the uh, Jewish Inspiration Foundation, you could literally go to the website, jifoundation.org, jifoundation.org. And this coming Sunday, 1 o'clock, B.D. Deitch, the great marathoner from Israel, Tamir Goodman, the great basketball player from Israel, pro basketball player, A.J. Edelman from Israel and Michael Newman from down in Miami. They are all going to be part of this panel, the Jewish Inspiration Foundation with the top Orthodox Jewish athletes. It'll be live on Zoom slash H.com. This is the Zoom ID. I said to everyone earlier, be prepared because I'll let you know how to get in with the ID on Sunday. The Zoom ID is 976-6960-6347. Again, that's 976 976- Six nine six zero six three four seven and Michael, I assume both on the website and on the Aish contact. I assume that that uh, ID will be everywhere on Sunday, and people will be able to join. Yes, I thank you. This is really a delight, and I look forward to one day speaking to you live in my studio when you visit New York because uh, you're really a tremendous inspiration. I, I appreciate that, but I, I don't. I don't see it that way as a hero. I think all of us are, are heroes in our own way, and. Hey, Michael, 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 if you thought you were a hero, I wouldn't call you a hero. (laughs) I'm calling you a hero because you don't think you're a hero. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much and good luck on Sunday. I'm going to try to have my kids tune in uh, to be inspired, and I hope to be with you as well. There he is, Michael Newman, with a great, great panel this coming Sunday, and we'll remind you about it tomorrow before we wrap up for the week here at JM in the AM. Five minutes to go before 7 o'clock. We have more coming up here at JM in the AM. Uh, We will do our um, Hollywood Epic Car Parade shout-outs, the moment that we're joined by Ellie Hagler at about uh, 8.20. And a special shout-out to Avi Fryer, who I know is tuned in, and to everybody down in Hollywood, who I hope are tuned in this morning. Uh, We did a little review and some of the shout-outs earlier, and we'll do that review and uh, some shout-outs again coming up here at JM in the AM. 613 at JM in the AM. Sim Shalom Tova Uvracha Chain Bachesed Virachamim Aleinu Ve'alko Ve'alko Yisrael Amecha
J.M. in the A.M. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and NahumSingle.com and the NahumSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. I was just joking with uh, Avi Rossman off the air that we were <laughs> that I'd fallen into the trap of doing the interview before the interview, so I cut that short, and now let's get started. Uh, Avi Rossman is CEO of Nucleus Care. Nucleus Care is a service that always... Uh, can be helpful uh, to people in our community, especially the elderly people in our community. But now during COVID-19, if you have an elderly uh, parent or grandparent, uh, I would listen very carefully to this conversation because now during COVID-19, what Nucleus Care does can be really, really helpful uh, to people in our community. Avi Rossman, CEO of Nucleus Care, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, we were speaking quickly. Uh, Nachum was my division head way back when <laughs> in Marsha. Wow. So we, we go back a while. And, uh, you know, as the tables have turned, um, my children are actually now in Masora. All right. Um, so, there you go. Yeah. So uh, my older one works there. Uh, and my uh, younger one, please God, camp will open on time. We're very excited. They need they need that outlet. Oh, tr- um, trust me, it's a big conversation, uh, a big topic conversation in my home. I can tell you, everybody yes, wants. Yes, I can wants. tell you. But uh, my son is uh, graduating from Hank this year, and he is absolutely in love with camp. And uh, he's been there since probably fifth grade, I think. Very cool. Um, so, anyway, uh, what we do at Nucleus Care. So, generally speaking, Nucleus Care is used by senior living facilities, independent living homes. Basically, it's a smartphone. It's a it's the opposite of a smartphone or a tablet. It is a tablet or smartphone for those people who can't use traditional technology. The device is designed for my grandmother-in-law, who can hold an iPhone in her hand. Someone can call it, and she'll click the button to cancel the call, and then <laughs> she'll slide or she'll swipe the wrong way, and people cannot connect. And I'll say, Grandma, you go this way, but an hour later, and she's with it, and she lives with my in-laws not far from us in West Hempstead, but she has a nucleus care device now, which allows her to, instead of looking for numbers and picking things up, if she wants to call me, she touches my photo and my smartphone rings. That's how it connects on the consumer level. If someone, We only started selling to consumers because of covid um, because so many people are isolated. Before Chag, I got a call begging, can I get one for my grandmother in a nursing home? They connected 41 relatives 
to the device prior to Yuntif. Wow. And this woman who was going to, who would normally come out for Yuntif um, from this nursing home, they didn't even have Wi-Fi. They had to get her a hotspot because the nursing home only had Wi-Fi till the third floor and they were on the fifth floor. They got her a hotspot. They, they got it connected to the internet and they went ahead and they connected all the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren to Bubby before Yuntif. All right, and so, it really so, enhanced for Yuntif. All right, so the first thing we know is you need connectivity, obviously, in most nursing homes, most senior living facilities, most homes at this point have the capability of the connectivity. But but what is the, you know, for those who are saying, wait a second, some of those things you're describing an elderly person might be able to do on a regular iPhone or iPad, what is it that makes it easier uh, to use your service? What is it that makes it one touch? What makes what What is it that makes it really easy to use? So when the device is delivered, the two hurdles that either someone who's helping the elderly or we're also in the developmental disability world, the two hurdles that need to be handled are electricity and Wi-Fi or Internet or, or a LAN Internet. I can't – someone asked me yesterday, can I connect to Wi-Fi without, you know, without me being there? I said no because then anyone can connect to your Wi-Fi. Right. It's secure. So once you connect that – the the children or the grandchildren can or the nursing home or the independent living they will manage everything from that from a mobile app when they plug it in oh. and they and they get it from the internet they will go ahead and upload the photos oh my uh, god all, the person has to, the, the person has to do nothing a relative could do it all for them someone ordered the device for a grandmother in America from Israel Set everything up from Israel. The aide plugged it in and set it up to the Wi-Fi, and they were connected. Oh, is that so there great? Is, there is no, and they're sitting there. And if one thing that happened, and I never thought, I mean, the the device, I never thought it would happen for a hospital. It didn't even dawn on me that this would be in a hospital. But nothing. One of the things that we did, I got a phone call from a hospital in Port Jefferson, about 50 miles away from here. They said, "Can you adapt the technology?" So we could reduce the PPE that we're using and basically implementing telehealth within 50 feet of the patient. Oh, my God. Within six days, we rolled out. One of the things I had to do because of the supply chain issue, thankfully, my devices are all here in the United States. I took 500 units into my house. I told my wife, Lisa, I said, we're not having any guests. We're having boxes for you. (laughs) Um, My son, Yoel, who's a senior in Hank, he worked out the workflow to figure out how we're going to, because the devices have to be prepped for the various uses. Right. And when, I, when the hospital told me what they were going to do, they said, well, how long will UPS take? I, I said to them, I said, you're literally saving lives. My son will drive the units to the hospital 50 miles away. He will drive them. You will please meet him outside with someone with a cart. I didn't want him going into right, the units or into the hospital. And at first they bought 50. They now have 120 units. And what the doctors did there is they would, instead of putting on all their gown, and it takes, I'm a volunteer EMT, it takes about four or six minutes to get that stuff on, seven minutes to get it off and decon, and the usage of it, they would be able to have a telehealth conference with the patients one by one, review what was needed, and when they went into the rooms, they still had to go into the rooms, they were going in for intervention. Pretty amazing. All right. I, I got to recommend because this is, I, I hope people are getting why this is so vital and is so helpful, especially now during COVID-19. Uh, if you if you have an elderly person in your life, it's very simple. If you have an elderly person or anybody in a situation where they just cannot uh, navigate things as quickly or as well, 
uh, as, as the younger people do or as healthy people do. Um, go to NucleusCare.com. Go to NucleusCare.com, and you're able to see and research exactly what this does. Avi, I would argue, by the way, that even an elderly or a challenged person who can use an iPhone regularly needs this because the iPhone, no, no doubt, it would take in the, even if they're you know used to using it, it would still take them longer with certain functions and certain uh, apps uh, than compared to what you're providing here with Nucleus Care. You're a hundred percent correct. Um, first of all, when you go to the website, if you're buying for an individual, there's a promo code May thirty. May starts tomorrow. Thirty dollars off for the one year subscription. If you know we're trying. It's, it's honestly a money loser to sell direct to consumer, um, to, be very, to, be, to be very frank. It's not, it's not in the business plan, um, but we had to do it to make it available to people. I'll tell you one thing that makes us exceptionally unique from the iPhones and the iPads. I had someone, and you, you, you get these things come through your websites all the time. Two Sunday nights ago, I could almost see the tears in the email. They, they just emailed into my support, the general email box. 10 o'clock at night, and I can see this mom. Um, I, can, I can almost picture her face. So I called her 10 o'clock at night and, uh, on Sunday, and I said, yeah, I'm the CEO of the company. She's like, well, why are you calling? I'm like, well, your email seemed to be urgent. She said that she had a 29-year-old autistic son in this hospital where we deploy the device. He was intubated from COVID-19. He's no longer intubated. But for whatever reason, when he came out of the intubation, his muscles in his arms and legs atrophied. So he could speak, but he could not touch the device. So one of the features we have for people who have reached a certain level is we have an auto-connect feature. It has, there's privacy concerns. It has to be okayed with the family or the proxy. But the next morning, that mom was able to touch the device and speak to her son who has the mental capacity of a nine-year-old. And, and who is it? But because he's an adult, he's in isolation with no visitors. In a, in a strange hospital, and she was able to basically be with him all day long, as long as she wanted to, until he got bored of her. Unbelievable. And he can call back, and the auto-connect feature works for the elderly, too, because as easy as we've made it, there are some people who can't even touch the button. So we can, Understood. You, can you can send messages, and you can go ahead and, and you can say, Ma, I'm here, I'm here, I'm in the room. And they can look, and, and they see, and they start the conversation. And the isolation for those in, in their 80s and their 90s, and I don't, I don't want to say 70s. My parents were in their 70s. They live in Eritrea. But they, uh, it, it's not going to be something that lasts days or weeks for people in that age group. And even when they're not under a COVID restriction, the ability to yeah. connect with their loved ones adds to their mental health. No question about it. All right, everybody out there. Uh, go to NucleusCare.com if there's someone in your life in a situation like Avi described, elderly, um, challenged when it comes to the electronics, in the hospital. I mean, millions of people now obviously are in this situation at the moment. NucleusCare.com, NucleusCare.com. If you do order a unit, there's a special code, uh, promo code that saves you 30 bucks, and that's uh, May 30, May 30, May 30. Use the promo code again, Nuclear Care. Avi Rossman's the CEO. Avi Kolakavod, thanks so much for helping a lot of people, and I hope our no listeners problem. take advantage of your service. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thanks. Take care. Be well. Avi Rossman, Nuclear Care. Excuse me, Nucleus Care. Nucleus Care. Check it out online at nucleuscare.com. Thursday morning broadcast, JM and the AM. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends 
At A&H, Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. I want to remind you that our fundraiser for 2020 is in full swing. If you haven't had an opportunity to donate and keep us going at JMNAM, please do so. Go to uh, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Be as generous as possible to keep us going, especially during these times as we continue to prove how important an element this uh, NSN network is and keeping everyone connected. People are asking about the live lunch today. We'll have an acapella live lunch. We will not be Zooming it. We will not be Zooming it. Didn't think that was appropriate, the way Zoom uh, live lunches have gone for the middle part of Sphera. So we will Zoom a Thursday live lunch on May the 14th, two weeks from today. Please, God, after Lagba Omer, we'll just have a regular live lunch that you could tune into on the Nahum Siegel Network uh, today between 11 a.m., and 1 p.m. Don't forget Miriam L. Wallach today at 10.30. We'll be speaking with the Raina Butler Woodmere Fitness Club and Kim Kassar, uh, uh, Executive Vice President of Marketing at Keiko. This is a show that parents and children will want to listen to together. Number one, Raina is going to be talking about uh, what to do fitness-wise at home during these times. And then Kim is going to introduce a kids' contest that Keiko is uh, running, a kids' contest, and that could be something that parents and kids want to work on uh, now during this isolation period. So check it out between 10.30 and 11 today on That's Life with Miriam L. Wallach here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, a special good morning to Gorf, a special good morning to Jordan B. Gorfinkel and the folks at Cole Zimra. Cole Zimra, one of the, uh, frankly, a, 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 a an important impetus to the whole Jewish a cappella um, uh, genre and Jordan B. Gorfinkel and his association with Cole Zimra and Beat Dachon and so many other groups. Um, one of the kings of Jewish a cappella, if you will. Anyway, the bottom line is that Gorf um, uh, sent us overnight a brand new selection from Cole Zimra in honor of Sphera 57. Ado. We'll have a chance to speak to him about this brand new uh, single next week, but we'd like to debut it right now. Here it is, world debut on JM and the AM, Cole Zimra with Halev Sheli. You're listening to JM and the AM. <laughs> הלב שלי מרים ידיים כבר מועד לא עומד על הרגליים שבר קלישן בו כבר מה והשמיים הם לי חומה יחבו בתוך הים ביבשה Shall <laughs> 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 
כמו סופה מן הים פועם, כמו תופעה של מרים פועם, ותרופה בעולם יש עוד צח שמציק לצון, ואין ציר שיצעק לצור. רק אני מול ים שלם ולב שבור. J.M. and the A.M., that is the uh, brand-new single from uh, Cole Zimra, the brand-new single, um, Halev Shali, and I thank Gore for sending it over, and congratulations to Cole Zimra on the debut of the brand-new single. We'll speak to Gore about it next week right here at J.M. and the A.M. With us live via telephone. Should we do the shout-outs before we go to Ellie Hagler? Or should we have him on the phone while we do the shout-outs? That's the big question. Hmm. Let me think about this for a moment. He is he is the executive director at the browser Maimonides Academy in Hollywood, Florida. And at one time, a prominent staff member of the Nahum Siegel Network. And uh, and thank God for Avi Fryer and the Yomats Mode Hollywood Epic Car Parade. Otherwise, Ellie wouldn't be in touch with us. But this morning, he is. Ellie Hagler, welcome back to JM in the AM. <laughs> Good morning, Nachum. How are you? Baruch Hashem. How are you, sir? Great. Thank God. Thank God. Um, that's not true, by the way. You would be in touch with us even if it wasn't for Avi's parade, right? Absolutely. Just checking. Absolutely. Just, just checking that we're still friends. By the way, how's your ping pong? <laughs> how's your ping pong game going these days? 
I, I put it on the shelf for a little bit. <laughs> I had to go through the <laughs> some ups and downs to, I remi- to get through. I remind, thank God I pulled through. I remind everybody that in a historic, in a historic Nahum Siegel Network moment, Ellie Hagler uh, basically told us he could take SD Ackerman in a table tennis match. She is, of course, a f- <laughs> and she's of course a future Olympian. And I, I don't want, I don't recall the ex- exact score of the of the contest that we broadcast live from the OU building. Uh, back then, Ellie, but uh, let's just say you didn't fare as well as you thought you might have. That is true. We played three games. She won 11-1, 11-3, 11-7. Right, I remember that. She really she really laid off of you at the last game just to give, <laughs> yes, to give, you, give you some respectability. <laughs> How long have you been the executive director at Browser? Uh, I started at the school uh, here in Hollywood in June. Oh, very June nice. Of- June of last year. And I hear BMA is quite a wonderful school, and I could tell you that, that you're led by a wonderful head of school, Rabbi Yoni Fine, because yesterday during our Yamat Smut special, he posted a beautiful message on our app, so I have to believe that he's an amazing man. He is. He really is. So the school is amazing. The school is wonderful. The growth we've experienced, I mean, together with the Hollywood community as a whole, uh, is tremendous. I mean, the enrollment in the school has gone from about 350 to 560 in the last 10 years. By the way, I was told that over the last five years, I think it was, there have been years, well, I don't know if this makes sense, you'll tell me, maybe it takes two years or three years, but there have been periods of time where the community in a really quick period of time grew like 50%, does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, the, the membership numbers like based on the shul for the Young Israel of Hollywood and the other shuls we have here are just insane. I mean, Shabbos morning, you know, God willing, when we get back to shul soon, uh, we have eight million in every job this morning. And it was not long ago, seriously, where people in, around this country would say, you know, if you want good value for your dollar and, you know, and still get to a great Jewish neighborhood, et cetera, check out Hollywood, Florida. Now I would assume it's almost impossible for many people to afford housing prices down there. Uh, yeah, it's not as bad as it still is up north. Um, it's definitely getting, you know, worse from that perspective. But the community, I mean, my opinion, and I am definitely biased. Right. But this is the greatest greatest Jewish community in the country. Oh, well, then in that case, you're going to have to avoid your old communities up north at this point with those statements. <laughs> <laughs> but, Ellie, it, does, it doesn't shock me that you put yourself in that situation, frankly. <laughs> Did you participate? It does seem like something I would do. <laughs> yes, it does. Did the Hagler family participate in the Hollywood, Florida epic car parade, which, by the way, had a virtual marshal named Nahum Siegel? Yes, it did. Uh, yes, it did. Yeah, I was uh, on foot on the parade route, and my wife and kids were, were in the car. And you were tuned into the NSN app. As we always are. And I appreciate that. And uh, is there a way to figure out or to to evaluate if it was a successful parade? Do you have any clue how many cars, how many families came out to participate? Yeah, we have an idea. It was definitely north of 300. Uh, wow. When we first came up with the idea, uh, our head of school, I find, called me. Friday morning at 8 o'clock, and he said, I have a crazy idea. I responded with, yes, it is a crazy idea, as most (laughs) of you usually are, and then we did it. Very Uh, nice. We pulled together a a quick meeting on Sunday morning, and then Wednesday afternoon, we did it. All right, let me give my shout-outs here. Browser, Maimonides Academy, obviously, and Rabbi Fine. Ellie Hagler, you get special mention. Um, Rabbi Freiberg, Rabbi Weinstock, and Rabbi Davis, of course, Young Israel of Hollywood. Now, I got a whole list from Avi Fryer of those he never got to, the shout-outs that he never got to yesterday. Uh, and they include uh, the students from the Jewish Cooperative School, Kayla Hoisman, Sam and Arlene Lasko, who maintain they were the oldest ones in the parade. Anybody who wants to dispute that can comment on the NSN app. Uh, he gave a shout-out 
uh, did Avi Fryer to Max Kenigsberg when his father sent Avi a picture of uh, Max dancing on the roof of their car. Avi said on the air he hoped the car wasn't moving. Well, we found out, Ellie, that the car was moving at that time. The car was moving, and, but and, it was at a very yes, slow, manageable and, pace. And we are not recommending that anybody leave the car during these car parades, but I understand that it was a special treat for people to see that celebration. People who were standing outside giving treats to people as they passed in their cars using a six-foot pole, of course, and who were supposed to be thanked. Uh, Mutti and Elisa Shore, Michelle and Aaron Moses, Susie and Josh Loberfeld, Lauren and Joel Burley, Sharon and Mo Brandt, Mo Levy, Dr. Joseph and Natalie Dion. And Ellie, that's one thing we didn't really uh, realize yesterday up here, and that is that not only were people in the parade driving and honking and flying flags, etc., but they were getting special treats along the route. Yeah, you know, our main goal here was to try to give everybody an opportunity to kind of get away from the craziness, the scariness, the nervousness, the unknown of what everybody's dealing with now, even, you know, for, for 60 or 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, and we wanted kids to be able to enjoy Israel and all that it brings to our community, you know, so we had homes along the parade routes. We didn't want people who didn't live on those in those houses coming out and standing on the street. So we asked those homes to be the ones to distribute uh, goodies. And after speaking to our medical advisory committee, they all loved the idea. They just wanted to make sure that we were doing everything in a safe way. Right. So we bought six foot poles. We attached baskets to the end of them, and we had people passing things back and forth on the side of the street to the car. Oh, my gosh. Half of us thought that Avi was kidding when he said there was a six-foot pole. That's really cool. And sponsors who came on after the flyer was made who need to be thanked include Hollywood Oral Surgery, Sharon Brandt, hashtag best agent, and Dr. David Kenigsberg. And uh, I'm going to give a special shout-out to her by Ellie Zions. I don't know if you've seen him recently, Ellie. Uh, but he's, I've seen him on Zoom. <laughs> I, saw him on, I guess like everybody, you're seeing everybody on Zoom these days. Uh, so the office, the official executive director's office of um, Browser Maimonides Academy is now in the Hagler home. Is that how it works? It is, yes. <laughs> and everyone's itching to get back to school. I'm assuming that the week of March 15th was the week that you guys also closed the school around the same time as we did. Am I right about that? Yeah, it was. I mean, we, we, you know, we, we were very serious about this from the beginning. We really thought this was going to be getting somewhere quickly. So I just wanted, I do want to mention that uh, together with uh, the Poznak School and Dr. Cuenca, BMA and Poznak made the decision to close both before uh, Miami-Dade County, Broward County, and Palm County. Wow. Um, we just, you know, the, the, the concept really came down to when are we going to close? And we said that we're really only waiting for a first positive case in the school to close, right. which based on the medical discussion, seemed inevitable. So why are we waiting for somebody to get sick to close? Let's just make the decision to close the campus now. Um, but the, the messaging that we've all been going with very clearly is that the campus is closed. School is not closed. School right. is on. School is running. School is thriving. Um, there are lots of challenges that come with that, but school is on. Right? Kids are learning every day. Yeah, it's tremendous. That. And 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 Kalaka vote to the teachers and everybody and the principal, everybody who's you know making sure that that in, in fact is happening every day, no matter what number of hours it is. For many schools, it's a lot of hours, uh, and that the students are learning virtually, and it's it is something that we should mention. Good point. Um, no, go ahead. This is our new reality for the for the short term, however long this lasts, and the effort that the teachers and the administration have put in to make this happen is really tremendous. It really is the, to do this. And all, all the schools did this with virtually no time to plan. You're talking about, you know, you had a Saturday and a Sunday. <laughs> and Saturday isn't very useful for, for planning educational 
technological stuff. So it was really, really a tremendous effort. And that's happening across the country. By the way, you have an important message for your Florida parents and students based on this virtual studying that's going on, you know, via computer. And that is that now when you have a snow day in uh, in Hollywood, Florida, uh, you'll be able to just, you know, hop on the computer and then have regular classes. Yeah. Well, when we yeah when we use our snow days, we call them hurricane days. But it's the same idea. We almost had a snow day actually. Oh my I gosh! My, my father, my father in New York, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and he was saying how it was 30, 30 degrees still in April in New York, and I said, yeah, you know, we almost dropped into the seventies the other day, well, and people were going crazy. They didn't know what to do. Obviously, I was joking, but you really do have hurricane days. <laughs> you really do have hurricane days. So we, we, yeah, we build hurricane days into the schedule, hoping not to need them. Wow. And what months is that? April, May, June when you expect them? No, usually November. Oh, it's um, the earlier part of the November, year. November, yeah. Wow. Yeah. The earlier part of the school year. Interesting. Um, wow. Have you been in a hurricane yet? Uh, we've left. Well, my, my son, two and a half years ago, my son was born. This was earlier. This was actually in September. Uh, he was born in Atlanta. I remember when that. The whole, right. When the whole South Florida... You and have invaded Atlanta for ten days. Is that your oldest, or it's uh, 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 not your oldest? No, that's 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 now my youngest. So the the so you and your family, and of course your expectant wife, obviously drove up to Atlanta from Florida, and and I, I assume you immediately had to make arrangements for for a doctor and hospital, just in case, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, that, not just in case. We knew that was happening. Uh, we knew that it was, it was supposed. It was a scheduled C section in Florida, wow. so we spent the first you know three hundred miles. In the car trying to find a doctor who would agree to do the surgery, yeah, I was, not knowing I, any history. I was just going to say, I've, I've, I've seen situations. I've been actually asked to intervene to help get a doctor when someone moves from the West Coast to New York because of an emergency situation. And they des- and a lot of doctors will say, I don't, I'm kind of going to take on a case like that. Yeah. So wow. the, the, the Jewish community, what Atlanta did two and a half years ago is, I don't know, in my opinion, the most incredible thing a Jewish community has done or can do. Wow. Um, and it was truly special. And well, now it happens to be that my wife is due in now six or eight weeks, and so now we're talking about the possibility of what else can the Hagler family do during a crazy time. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my gosh. Let's hope the hospitals are all back to normal by then. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you, and, and you remember, we actually went to Atlanta. Our network went to Atlanta yep. to pay tribute to the community and to focus on what was going on in the South in general. And yeah, they got boy. Did they get a? You, know, you talk about southern hospitality. They really lived up to their reputation yeah, throughout they, that. They ent- stepped up in in no way that people could have imagined. I mean, we were there. We ended up staying there because we, you know, that we had a baby born there. We were in Atlanta for ten days. We had our Shalom Zucker in someone's house who I didn't know, and we had fifty people show up. You, you were, I didn't know. Your family was living in someone's home, and the newborn eventually came home to that home. The newborn came home Sunday morning to that home, and we left later that afternoon to drive back to Florida Florida, because we had a bris Tuesday morning, and Rosh Hashanah was Wednesday night. Unbelievable. I'll tell you. I thought we were going to talk about the parade. We're, we have we 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 may have. Let's even, get back to the parade. That's yeah. what we're here for. <laughs> you, we may even have a better story now. Ellie Hagler with us live via telephone. So the parade, in your estimation, a major success. We were impressed with Avi Fryer's playlist of songs. We were impressed with his uh, messages and shout-outs to the crowd who are all tuned in in their cars. I guess we proved you really can celebrate Yomat's mood, even if we can't be together the way we normally are in our schools and our schools, etc. cetera. Uh, do you even remember what happened last year at Browser? What kind of Yomatsmut celebration they had? 
Well, I wasn't there at the school, but I know that every year the community gets together. I was in the community right. and does something together. Usually it's based at the shul. But I'll tell you yesterday for this car parade, I, mean, I got a text um, right after the parade ended from somebody who said that this Yom HaAzmut, our kids and our community will remember this <laughs> for the rest of their lives. And you can't say that about any other Yom HaAzmut. And it was during a pandemic. It's so true. The whole thing is so amazing. It really is true. Everyone's going to remember this. And they will tell their children and grandchildren when they're at the Celebrate Israel Parade in future years, do you know what I had to go through <laughs> when the epidemic was in the United States? We couldn't even leave our cars during the Yom Hatzmut Celebration Parade. Yeah, you know, this is something that like, hopefully, God willing, none of us, our children, hopefully our grandchildren will never even experience this. That's for ever. sure, to say the least. All right, Ellie, best regards to everybody down there. What a real pleasure speaking to you. Uh, you got to be in touch more often with us. You got to consider it done. <laughs> I appreciate that. Best to your family. Stay safe. And, of course, best to everybody, including Rabbi Fine, our new hero down there at the Browser Maimonides Academy. You got it. Thank you, Nachum. Be well. Uh, be well as well. And say hi to Avi Fryer, who gets a massive shout-out from us for a great job. We, You know, we don't uh, normally – we really don't normally allow anyone to take over an hour of our network. And I went with my gut and said, you know what? Avi Fryer's got a great concept here. Let's go with it. And it was just superb. Entire thing was great. Hey, we have a birthday wish. Now, this came through yesterday, and I apologize. But as I said earlier, this gives listener Chaya a chance to celebrate her birthday for two days. Because this was supposed to be on the 29th of April. Good morning, my grandmother... Her 70th birthday is today. She's your biggest fan. She's locked up at home. Can you please send her a happy birthday? Her name is Chaya. Thanks a million. So to 70-year and one-day-old Chaya, who's one of our big listeners, I say happy birthday from all of us here at JM in the AM. And then here's listener Sina's email from last Friday, okay? She says it's a bit longer than usual, but special simchas in these crazy times call for a little extra mention. And, uh, of course, as I said earlier, between the Yom HaZikaron, Yom HaTzmut special, and forgetting about it last Friday, I'm six days late with this. So I owe listener Sina and Mr. Listener Sina a big, big apology. She writes, like everyone else who's making a simcha these days, modification is required in the way we'll celebrate. This Shabbos was supposed to be our grandson's gala bar mitzvah weekend while we weren't able to celebrate together in person. Zoom gave us the perfect platform for bringing the family together for this special occasion. Mazel tov to our amazing grandson, Akiva Schreiber of Bayswater, on a beautiful laning in Aftorah last night. You aced them like a pro, and we're so proud of you. Every word spoken by your Zadies or by Greenan or by Groner could not have been more true. Your million-dollar smile and your desire to be involved in your parents, tremendous Achnasas Archim, have gotten you off to a wonderful start. Keep following their footsteps, and you'll always be on the right path. Mazel tov to our fabulous children, Tzipi and Shayadov Schreiber and all the of Akiva's siblings. Mazel tov to grandparents, Rabbi Mordechai and Chiana Schreiber of Lakewood, and of course, the one and only grandma, Roberta Eisenman of Pittsburgh. May we be Zoha to celebrate many more smachot, bringing much nachas to the family, and to Klai Yisrael. With much love from Bubby and Zadie, Florida, who we know as Listener Cena and Mr. Listener Cena down in North Miami Beach. More coming up, brand new Miami at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the end with Miami. Day 21 in the counting of the Omer. Four weeks away from Shavuos, four weeks from tonight. Let's hope in this month, in this four-week period, we go from isolation to as much back to normal as possible. Let us hope and pray. Uh, one of the uh, gentlemen that we really uh, enjoyed checking in with, we always enjoy checking in with him, but especially now during this whole situation, is Charlie Harari. You can hear Charlie in his entirety, with his broadcast uh, starting at 9 a.m., Unlocking Greatness, starting at 9 a.m., right after Jam and AM. So if you're listening right now, obviously, don't touch that dial, as we like to say. Charlie will give a full 30-minute program. Unlocking Greatness coming up here at JM and the AM. Uh, so that's going to be happening. Uh, but Charlie has been a um, – has has always had interesting takes and um, – Interesting points of view when it comes to uh, when it comes to you know life in general, but now during this whole situation, it's been even more fascinating hearing what he has to say. By the way, his topic of Rami reminds me for today. Uh, Charlie at nine o'clock will discuss finding happiness in a world of consumption. Finding happiness in a world of consumption. Charlie Harari, welcome back to JM in the AM. Nachum, it's such an honor to be back with you. Thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate that. By the way, a lot of people uh, are under the impression that the more consumption, the more happiness. I have a feeling you might refute that coming up later on. Yeah, well, you have to wait. <laughs> I, I would, I would think that's a pretty solid bet. But we'll talk about how and why. You, I might be onto something, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Listen, has your philosophy changed at all? Tomorrow is going to be the eighth Shabbat. We're now at seven full weeks as of tomorrow. Uh, of this lockdown, you know, 50 days basically for the New Yorkers. Obviously, our friends listening in Europe have had it longer, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we've spoken a couple of times during this whole thing. Has your philosophy changed at all? Are you, I don't know, more impatient? Are you uh, are, are you more uh, confident in your and other people's abilities to really start getting back to work now? Or is what you're thinking now really only philosophical when it comes to the practical, you're leaving it up to the experts and to our government officials. So I'm, I'm definitely living, leaving it up to the experts. I mean, I've learned along the way that the experts are, are well-intentioned at best. Um, you know, I this a friend of mine who's a doctor, an excellent doctor um, who has given, basically he's given up his, not his physical life, but he's put his life in danger for the past month. And my level of respect then has gone from, like, amazing to, like, not normal. And if you are a first responder, a doctor, or a nurse, if you've been on the front lines, you're, you're a hero in my book. Yep. And, and at one point, I said, asked him a question, and he looked at me, he said to me, he goes, Charlie, I just don't know. And now for a doc, I'm a lawyer. So, like, to say I don't know, to like, a doctor <laughs> and a lawyer, like, come on. Like, that happens, like. One of us you know, has to know. A, once a yo belt, they say. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. Usually, like, well, it's complicated. I'll get back to you, like. It's a difficult medical. Like I don't know. Like 
and he just like hands her up. I don't know. I, I think if there's one thing that I've learned from this is that even even if our even our experts have no idea, um, and and the reliance on them to to navigate us through the future to me has been, you know, I'm like cheering for them, but I'm not like expecting them to navigate us through anything anymore. Um, we only rely on God. Yep. He knows. Ain, it'll be whatever he decides. Ain owed Milvado. Boy, are we learning that lesson this so uh, through this episode, huh? Oh yeah. Ain exactly owed right. Milvado. Uh but but so let me put it a different way. Um see I'm feeling a little bit of a change. Uh mm-hmm. the fear was greater five weeks ago. The concern, yeah. the 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 um the depression, and again I'm not using that word in a in a in a, a, a clinical sense, obviously. But the depression, all that, I, I, I don't know. For some reason, uh, I'm getting the impression that both myself and others around me are feeling a little bit more confident, a little bit more raring to go. Has your mood changed over the last few weeks? Yeah, so I'll, I'll share with you, like, what's going on on the inside over here. Um, this may sound a little nuts, but, like, I guess, I, you know, this is why not between me and you and all your <laughs> listeners just to sort of, just sort of open up. Um, my mood is I most definitely agree with you. I think the mood is we're seeing light. The numbers now, thank God, I hope it continues our, our sort of, we feel like we're on the down of that peak. Um, and we, we definitely, I think I feel, and I'm seeing and feeling around is that there's definitely a sense of excitement. But what I am feeling also is that there's going to be a moment where we come out of this, when we look back at the time that we were here and, I'm worried that I'm going to look back and go, I didn't take advantage of it. Wow. We're going to go back to shul, and I know what's going to happen. Is It's going to be amazing for the first day. I'm going to be back in my seat. I'm going to be going on the pace of the Shadok Tibor, and I'm going to go, I was in my house alone, and I could have davened in a much deeper, quieter, slower way. I'm going to be on an airplane going, wait, wait, wait. I was in my house for a month, and I could have taken advantage of being connected to my family more. And what I'm feeling now is that this is an opportunity for us that we're in right now. And as opposed to like waiting by the door with like one foot ready to bounce, I'm wondering that the real goal is to turn around and go, Chazdei a lot of the fear is going away. It should continue. Everyone should be healthy and well. We should have no more negative surprises. But these are the moments where we have to take every single second that we're in and capitalize. Wow. Because wow, we're, we're going to come back and regret it. What what an important thing you're saying, because basically what you're saying is, you know what? We could excuse ourselves for the first few weeks, plus the Pesach craziness, which, you know, yeah. it was hard to prepare for Pesach, go through Pesach. You know, it was, it was difficult under mm-hmm. these circumstances. We could excuse ourselves for that. But now, as we are, you know, in a much calmer situation, we don't have a major Jewish holiday and every other day being Yuntif, you know, affecting us and all that, you know, and, and we have a little bit more quiet time, et cetera, before we go back to normal or start going back to normal, here's our chance to really enhance the entire experience, whether it means enhancing it with our family, enhancing it, like you said, between us and God in terms of tefillah, etc. But I have to believe, and I'm going to use you as the example. I'm not going to say you uh, personally, but you generically. I'd have to believe that you, like so many, have had a much better davening experience over the last few weeks than you thought you would. Am, am I not right that you're happy with your davening experience of, of the last few weeks or not? I can tell you personally... And it's just me and you here listening, right? Like, yeah. I can tell you personally, it's been an entire. I felt, I feel like I am slowly opening up a part of my relationship with Hashem that I was never able to explore. That's good. 
That's great. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. I feel like I'm sitting on the couch with Hashem. Right. We're sitting together. And you said this to me also. Quietly. I, I miss the to- I miss the Chevra. I miss the Dom. I miss right. all of it. I want to go back to my life. I right. want my shul. I want my community. But it's like the difference between being outside with your family and being inside with your family. You know what someone said to me, Charlie, and I know you're going to appreciate this like crazy. You may even use this in one of your future lectures, but someone said to me, <laughs> I'm, re- I'm really soliciting today. I'm, re- <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really soliciting advisor role today. Um, <laughs> I, 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 someone said to me, that what they've learned from this experience is again what you just described: personal ability to, you know, to literally one-on-one be with God, speak to Him, etc. And they said when they go back to shul, they're going to make a. They're not going to miss minion. They're going to be a minion three times a day, like so many of us. And we discussed that you and I, you know, about the thank God how many people uh, today are at minion three times a day. Even people who are not involved in Jewish life the rest of the day, you know, they're involved in so many other right. things. But it's so wonderful. But anyway, he said because of what he's learned from this situation, he's now going to incorporate. A, a, um, a quiet time with God, meaning he's going to take on a commitment to read a certain amount of Tehillim each day and connect that way. So he'll have the shul experience, and at the same time, he's going to be saving this private home experience that he's had with God. And I thought that was beautiful and, frankly, a really practical piece of advice. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you what I do. I, I'll tell you what I took on, and it's changed me. I set a time every day in the early mornings to have a What's called an in so see this it's a practice called his bodidus. Right. Where you spend time and I sit and I have a, a conversation with Hashem. Like I sit in my house with a cup of coffee and meet and I talk to like I'm like, Hi, good morning, Hashem. And it's in the beginning it feels weird that you're talking to Hashem. And then you remember that, oh, isn't Davening talking to Hashem? And you start to create an actual, real relationship with the Boreola. It's unbelievable. You know, Charlie, I don't even think Moshe Rabbeinu had coffee with God, as far as I know. <laughs> Listen, I mean, if, if, if Hashem loves me, he wants me to have coffee. Like, I'm thinking to myself, like, he's my dad. He, he's going to want me to have a cup of coffee. So That's that true. He only wants the best for you. <laughs> exactly. He's going to be like, Charlie, why don't you get a cup of coffee? What's going on over here? Like, <laughs> How long? How long? Does, how long does that morning coffee conversation last with God, or does it depend on the morning? It depends on the morning. I, I started doing ten minutes. I then almost immediately got up to twenty twenty five. What? Now you could do I that for twenty five minutes? Find, yeah, you, you, I'm telling you, try it. And for those who are listening, it's going to sound. The only reason why it sounds weird to us in a way is because we didn't grow up with it. If you go into like more Hasidic circles, and even some of the, the more the people that are living in that world of Panemius, this is like standard for them. And I only figured this out between me and you because I did an interview with Nathan Black right. on, for H. Kodesh. Right. And he spoke about this. And I was like, what is he talking about? And like, I always knew to do it. I was doing it in the car. I, always, I talk to him all the time. Right. I'm in a business meeting. I'm talking to him. I'm on the, but I'm always like doing like the, like the fist bumps. Like, how you doing? How are you? I'm so sorry. I love you. But I never like took 20 minutes. Who has 20 minutes? Like, who has 20 minutes? Right. But if my chakras can start 10 minutes later and it's not the end of the world because I'm not missing a minion. Right. And it's in my living, my diet, whatever, my room. So I'm not. You know, I'm a travel time. I'm like, let me let me really take this seriously. So I sat down. I tell you honestly, for ten minutes. In the beginning, it's weird, but then you're like, wait, I can talk out my stuff with him. Right. I can tell him how I feel. I it's, can tell him what I want. It's one of and the then reasons. It just kept on growing. I think it's one of the reasons why people get to shul early. 
Uh, number one, because they want to say all the early parts of davening, Adon Olam and Yigdal and Karbanos properly, which many of us never get to. And I think that, that also you'll sometimes see in shul people literally just meditating and an, an, an obvious you know, conversation, quote-unquote, with the one above. And by yeah. the, way, and one of the way, one of the things I'm really encouraged by, because uh, I'm proud that my family is a shul family uh, on a daily basis and that my kids are so makbit to always be there, etc. Um, one of the things I'm impressed by is the number of people that are saying, how could I ever be late for shul again? How can I, you yeah. know, I'm going to make a, com- yeah. a commitment. And again, for a lot of people, it's different things. Or people are always 15 minutes late, and now they're going to try their hardest, you know, to, to be there much earlier. Whatever, Everyone has their challenges. Uh, not a, not, not everyone's like my, my, my father of blessed memory, you know, who was in shul a half hour before, before brachas, you know. Some people yeah. find it a real challenge. But people are, are taking this on and, and understanding that there's, how can I talk during davening ever again? Yeah. How can I ever speak from brachas to Adon Olam ever again in the shul when, when God has shown us how seriously we miss the shul at this point? Yeah, that's exactly what was in my head. I'm thinking to myself, how did I have the goal to talk in shul? Even like, I, I, even before even davening, like you come into a shul and I say hello to the guy and I'm like, you know, you, you walk through the aisle, you slap and fall. I'm not really, you, you, right. I'm, not, I'm not making lights on this, but like right. you see people, how right. are you, how are you doing? You sit down after you're done. I'm thinking to myself, this is a shul and I miss it. And I miss being there. Like when, if we're Zoka to go back, I hope soon. Like I'm t- exactly, I'm telling myself like, I gotta, I gotta really step up the game and recognize where I am and appreciate. And it's so much of our, our, you know, I was telling someone like, I miss people so much. Like I'm even willing to go to like school dinners now. Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) You're making the (laughs) ultimate commitment. You're you're making the ultimate sacrifice. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, fine, there's a school dinner. Okay, great. I'm looking forward to it. Like, you know, I'll I'll leave, I'll leave, I'll leave, I'll leave it. I'll leave it stay till after the honorees get their awards. (laughs) Exactly. I won't even say for the Schmorgan book out. Like, I'll really stay and listen and, like, really, like, say, great, the teacher's like, and just give me something, anything that I have to go to where there's other Jews that I can say hello to. Like, and, and then if I'm so going to shake someone's hand, like, can you imagine, like, the gifts that we'll get? Like, maybe one day I can, like, give somebody a handshake and not worry about, like, you know, I've got, like, some virus. Like, yeah, and, and a pat on the back of it, and they won't jump like they're startled that someone touched exactly. them, you know? Someone said to me today, like shaking someone's hand is like punching someone in the face. You know Mom-ish. what I'm saying? Like someone said a hand, you're like, what's Mom-ish. wrong with you? It's unbelievable. It's so crazy. crazy. How the- how the world has changed. It's really fun. You know, I said to yeah. myself yesterday, I'm walking here uh, literally across the street to go home. People know that I'm trying to be safe, but I am walking outside for that one purpose each day. And um, and and I'm and I'm and I say to myself, I remember walking through Chinatown months ago and seeing people with masks because in the Asian communities a lot of people wear masks all the time you know they they know yeah. what this stuff's all about and they're very concerned about it. and I said how unusual it looks and how you know why would anyone ever do that to look like that in public and then I'm saying to myself look what I'm wearing and look what every yeah. single person I see on the street is wearing it's yeah. amazing how this world has changed so quickly for all of us it's amazing I had the exact same experience. I was on an airplane well, I don't know, three months ago, four months ago now, and I come in, and I, as you know, they sit first class first. And I remember walking through first class because you got to go from first right. class, whatever. And I see a woman. I'll never forget this. And she's sitting at her chair, and she's got some kind of wipe, and she's wiping down her tray, and she's right. wiping down her screen. I'm thinking, right. calm down, lady. Like right. what? 
boat. And I'm thinking, like, what is wrong? Like, big deal, you touch a tray. And now I couldn't even imagine being on an airplane. I also have a without, friend. Like, a disinfectant thing. You know? I also have a friend that does that every time he walks onto a plane. And now I get it. Now I get it. And, and you know you'll be with your spray bottle on that plane <laughs> short, soon enough. Uh, it's so nuts. Oh, man. But, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that this is, I think, one of the most important lessons that I'm learning is that wherever God puts you, Make the best of it. Be empowered because it'll change. And when it changes, you'll look back and go, why wasn't I? Like you see this all the time. Kids are in school. They want to get out of school. Yeah. They get into Israel. They want to get into college. They get into college. They want to get married. They get married. They want kids. Every single stage we're in, most of the time we do is we stand at the doorway and look out to the next stage. And when we get to the next stage, we look back and go, why wasn't I more focused? In the earlier stage, and I have this internal sense that when this starts to ease, and we can see the light now, Baruch Hashem, we're all going to look back and go, "I know, it was scary, like you said in the beginning." Right. And then, and if people are dealing with health, then forget it; just focus on health. But if God's a bit, if, if with God's help, we're in the house, and thank God, hopefully we stay healthy. We're going to look back, and so now is the time where people have to really step up, step in, not, not get discouraged not wait to run before it's time and take advantage of every second you have during this period of time. Coming up three minutes from now, Charlie Harari with an in-depth look at finding happiness in a world of consumption. Thank you, my friends. Stay healthy. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Best to your family. And uh, we will speak again soon. I look forward to it. Thank you, Nachum. It's always an honor to be on your show. Appreciate that. Charlie Harari with us. Proud to have him address everyone on one of his very interesting topics coming up in just a moment on Unlocking Greatness. Uh, I thank you all for tuning in. Another great day here at JM in the AM. Tomorrow is going to be another great day, please God. Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He'll join us tomorrow. Weekly update time, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time, tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. A big shout-out to our friends down in Hollywood, Florida. We are always, uh, based on when we travel, uh, we went to Boca that time and got a tremendous, tremendous uh, number of listeners to uh, enjoy us on a daily basis. Uh, we've been to places in Europe. We've been to places around this country, Atlanta, etc., Pittsburgh, um, Chicago, and uh, we've had a an amazing reaction. I welcome those who are now tuned in from Hollywood, Florida on a daily basis after our special program yesterday and all the great messages that we had uh, on the air this morning commemorating the Hollywood Epic Car Parade in honor of Yom HaTzmoet. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Coming up, Charlie Harari. Later on, it'll be um, Michael Fragan and Spin Class. 10 o'clock for Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Josephs. And at 10.30, make sure parents and kids are listening on That's Life with Miriam L. Wallach. Um, Raina Butler of the Woodmere Fitness Club is a guest. And Kim Kassar of um, Keiko, the Executive Vice President of Marketing for Keiko. They're introducing a brand new kids contest. So this may be a perfect opportunity for parents and kids to work on a brand new kids contest. All the information between 10.30 and 11. At 11 o'clock, we will have a live lunch. The next Zoom live lunch will be on the 14th of May after Lagba Omer. The next Zoom live lunch will be the 14th of May 
uh, Log Bomer. And one of our listeners points out on the uh, app that Yom Yerushalayim is the 22nd. Yes, Friday the 22nd of May, of course. We're looking forward to a great Yom Yerushalayim special. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Sigal reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.